Welcome, Empowered Empaths, to the Power of Healing Your Energy show. This show is all about your unconditional love, your light, your intuition, your soul's purpose. And depression and anxiety are a side effect of not living intuitively, not trusting your gut, the lost connections with your higher self and others. Your soul's purpose is here. Hi, everyone. (laughs) How are you today? It is Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. And it is also Remembrance Day. And I just want to take the time I already did this morning, you know, did my two minutes, I watched a few shows and honoring our veterans today that have served. Uh, We honor you. Thank you so much for your service your sacrifice. And I even wrote a poem uh, about Remembrance Day, and I might share it. (laughs) And this is episode 11. Did I plan this? November 11th, 11, 11, episode 11. Whoa, mind blown. You know how I love numbers. Anyways, uh, this is the Power of Healing Your Energy show. And today is all about the power of mental wealth. Yes, mental wealth. It really is everything, especially right now. I'm sure you're nodding and going, absolutely. If I could just get control of my thoughts, my feelings, you know, everything is coming full circle um, in 2020. And I have a very special guest, um, Vic Mann. And he's going to talk to us about his mental wealth journey. And he's coming well, he, um, he actually backstory, uh, we met, oh, my goodness, probably last year through my sister in Okotoks. Yes, Okotoks, Alberta. We're making big connections here. But right now he is in BC. So I'm going to welcome him in now and say hello, everybody, please share this out. And uh, let's get this conversation going. Hello. Uh, how are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you. I love your <laughs> I love your intro, and I'm excited to hear your poem. I'm a big fan of poetry. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, actually, I um, I used to write poetry um, when I was a kid. Isn't that funny how things kind of fall away? Yeah, and, and then, they then come back. yes, and then I I've been introduced to a group. Um, they're called Edenshire, but they have a poetry group on Facebook. Uh, called Forest of Song, and it's just amazing. They've got two books out already, and they're all contributors to this book. It's not just one person. So it's a beautiful collaboration. So they just inspired me to to write poetry. <laughs> so, I, you know, if you love doing that, go for it, yeah. guys. That, that's that, I really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, you know, Vic, I, I 
if you haven't watched the video uh, on Vic's story and you know his why and why he does what he does, I left the link in the comments. Go go watch it. It is powerful. I I was in tears um, because hearing someone else's story, such as yours, and then making connections, and and really you you bared you bared your soul. So. Um, I guess just tell us a little bit about, you know, your earliest memories of uh, depression. All right. Um, just quickly, am I looking at you or am I looking at myself? <laughs> <laughs> this is my first kind of like live interview I've ever done. You know what? It's best if you just, yeah, just look at me and all right. it's I'm, all I'm good. It's all good because this goes cool. out on video and podcast. So, yes, yeah. looking at me is just a little awkward, but uh, yeah. So you get used to it. Believe me, it's like talking to the <laughs> wall, right? It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sorry. Could you uh, um, ask that question again? Yeah. What was your earliest memories of depression? Like when did it really um, first start for you? Earliest memories of depression was when I was uh, around 15, 16. Um, and it more or less felt like just a block. So I didn't really feel uh, like sad or happy. It was just a very much um, like blocked out feelings. Blocked out feelings. And yeah. So, but it, you know, just reading a little bit, you, before that you were, you were extroverted and you were a straight A student, but then yeah, you also it was, uh, go for it. Um, so um, growing up, um, I had the opportunity to kind of, um, go to many different elementary schools. I think about five if I'm, if I'm counting. So I, I just uh, picked up the ability to make friends everywhere I went. Um, very uh, class clownish, uh, very, um, you know, always just wanting to make friends with everybody. And then when I was about 15, uh, 16, um, started to smoke a considerable amount of weed. Um, and uh, the weed isn't you know, back then uh, in BC, because we were the bud capital of the world, the weed that we were growing back then was ridiculously strong. So it was laced with so many different chemicals just to increase um, not only the potency, but the yield. Mm. So that smoking that, you know, um, at that young of an age um, kind of took me from being very um, extroverted to, uh, to introverted. Um, and then that coupled with um, kind of the gang culture that was sweeping um, the Fraser Valley um, was a bit of a double whammy for me. So going from like a straight, narrow uh, lifestyle to 15, 16, smoking lots of weed and then being introduced to that kind of a culture was a was a tremendous shock to my emotional and mental state of being. And those earliest memories, I would say, were filled with fear, um, anxiety, uh, uh, immaturity, where however you want to chalk that up, you know, thinking I knew what was best for me at the time. And when it came to, uh, to the depression, I, I got to a point just after high school where I didn't know what was going on. So I went to Dr. Wallace, who's our family doctors, ever since I was little. And I went to Dr. Wallace and I remember um, just very brief encounters with him, uh, not really opening up about what was going on. But, you know, really, I, I went in there with the kind of uh, it was a premeditated approach. I just knew I, all I wanted to do was go in there and get some pills. I wanted something to just make me feel uh, like me again. So I went there. 
Um, uh, he, he prescribed me um, antidepressants. And then I went on that um, and then I kept going back to him and telling him it wasn't working. And then he would double the dose and then got to the point where it was like a, a triple dose of antidepressants, which is ridiculously, well, ridiculously expensive, by the way, if you don't want anybody to know about it and you kind of just keep it on the hush hush. Um, so, yeah, um, I did that and not only drained my bank account, but it was just a very, an endless loop uh, for mm. me. Um and it is. then yeah it is so, and it's also um you reach plateaus because yeah. i've read quite a few books on that where you they keep increasing it but as you increase you reach the top you reach the ceiling yeah so then they just keep trying to and and then did you have any side effects uh yeah i had a few <laughs> side effects um uh um so uh so I had a bit of a, uh, let's say, my first uh, life crisis came when uh, a really good uh, friend of mine who I considered a brother, uh, whom I was living with at the time, um, was murdered. Mm -hmm. So um, when Harry was murdered, I retreated inward um, and was so very sorry. angry. Uh, thank you. I've uh, That would have been about uh, 15 years ago now. And at that time, it was it was a time where I just retreated inward and was very kind of had this cocktail of emotions, kind of like swelling up inside of me from anxiety to fear to just frustration. And then, um, so you know, Harry's death. Uh, also, what that what you know, what the hell am I doing with my life? I went from you know this straight narrow path. Uh, and when I say straight and narrow, it felt like I had trajectory of where I was going to go. And I was going to, you know, have a family, get a career, you know, the whole nine, uh, white picket fence and all that to this, like, okay, Harry's dead. I'm, I'm, I'm on these antidepressants, still smoking weed. Now I'm afraid. I'm angry. I don't know if I'm more afraid of I could have died because I was with him an hour before it happened. Or am I more angry? Like I want vengeance. So I didn't. I was like caught in like a bit of a crossroads there. So my mom, who is uh, like, I just you know I can make this whole podcast about my mom, but I won't. Her she, name is Pinky. Pinky, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Pinky, um, uh, like she, like she does. She takes action, and she moved me uh, to India. Uh, to live at our house out there for about a year. Wow. So, so uh, lived out there, um, which uh, was was a really great time. It's kind of it's kind of like this. I'm not new to isolation. I was I, all I did was sit inside the house, you know, play cards here and there with people in in the village, and that was it. And I, I read a book on yoga, which kind of helped me fall in love with yoga, which. Uh, also, yoga uh, teacher, by the way. Uh, Wonderful, love yoga, happy, love yeah, it. Happy, happy student again as well. So, um, that uh, was something that then kind of when I came back from that kind of hiatus, going a lot of hiatuses, by the way. Uh, when I came back from that hiatus, um, I went back into old habits and uh, kind of got away from it. You know, got away from that underground lifestyle a bit, but I was still, you know 
still had those habits of, you know, smoking weed, like ridiculously. I was just, you know, I was chronic. Like I'd, I'd wake up just to get high. And, um, at that time I finally, I found a legitimate job. I was working, getting myself back together, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, financially. Um, and then I had a, a, a manic episode. So mm-hmm. more of like a, so to, you know, really answer your question as to what the side effects were when I, I kind of chuckled, I was like, yeah, it was a, it was a huge, um, side effect, which I know that antidepressants were a contributing factor, but not the overall reason why I broke mentally. It was like I explained before, there were a variety of different reasons. So it's like you're being hit from all sides, hit from all sides. I'm just mm-hmm. like standing in the freeway. Uh, I'm like uh, five o'clock. And I'm just like <laughs> getting hit nonstop. And so that um, kind of put me into this manic state, which I've never felt before. So, so many people, you know, you have so much different terminology for what it is. Um, some people say, you know, spiritually elated. They say, you know, it's a shamanic ritual uh, in the spiritual realm. Uh, they say uh, in the more of the, in, 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 you know, Western culture and the traditional sense, it's a manic episode. It's an in, a chemical imbalance. So for me, it was like, I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I, I for me, and not, neither did my family, my support system, they're all new to this. Nobody had training prior to me going into this. Um, so it was something that was devastating because nobody knew what to do. So my mom was just, you know, she's, I was at the mercy of whatever available treatment there was at the time. So um, the manic episode was, you know, uh, was kind of like the Hulk. I was, I was, I was like the emotional Hulk uh, and just like, you know, for like weeks, you just don't know what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're, how you're behaving your my anger was would be up here uh my love would be up here my joy would be up here and it's just all over the place and i just instantly um kind of absorb any of those emotions depending on what i'm being uh, influenced by at that given moment so it could be from anything from media social media to thoughts of my past and my environment what's around me so yeah that uh um stint in the uh psych ward kind of uh um put things into perspective like yeah maybe i sh- there's there's something definitely going on in here that i need to address mm-hmm. and what you know i i was talking to my partner about that last night that you know when they say put you in the psych ward or yeah. people joke about put you in i'm gonna go you know the rubber room and and make a big joke about it but yeah it, what are these places like Okay, so I've been in the psych ward four times. Okay. So I, I've been enough so that I can write a TripAdvisor review on it. Okay. Uh, on, on many, you know, I just, it's, so, okay, so in, in Abbotsford, uh, very cold. Mm. I, I don't know if they're overwhelmed, uh, you know, and I can tell, you know, I'm, an, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm empathic. So I understand, like, I can feel people's vibes. As soon yes. as I meet them, I, I pick up their vibes. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in there, even in my manic state, I'm picking up this vibe of just like, they just don't care. They're just overwhelmed. And, you know, it's not necessarily all their fault, but th- this is, you know, us looking at mental health is, it's still relatively new. This is only like, we've only begun to properly look at it for the past, in, in the past, you know, I would say uh, 20 years, honestly, if we're being truthful. Absolutely. Maybe even 10. So mm-hmm. like, so I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the psych ward, you know, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being given medication. I have these brief visits with the psychiatrist and my, my team that, you know, is working with me, but you know, I can just tell that they're overrun. However, I did spend, um, some time at the, uh, South Health campus in Alberta. I absolutely love every single person in that ward. Yeah. I would, I would have called it like a holiday in, uh, you know, the nurses were just so friendly. They were, they were, um, um, you know, I can tell, like, I could tell, like, just the amount of care that they put into, um, the people that were there, um, was, was, I, I felt it. So, you know, going back to the empath, uh, um, side of me, I just, yeah. I could feel their vibes and it, and it really helped me get out of there, like, liggity split. I got out of there and I just felt, you know, wonderful. Like, I was able to just get back on track. Mm. So it was basically your, soul giving you a kick and saying this is not where you need to be yeah that's like <laughs> mania or in a way i mean yeah. that was not the right place keep looking keep looking yeah mm. it, that's what it is that's how i look at ma um, mania specifically is like uh it's like a energetic exorcism it's like i'm like I'm like pushing everything out of my system, all the interactions and thoughts that I had, whether good or bad, pushing out of my system. Cause I got to this point, uh, where it was like self-destruct mode. So pushing it all out of my system. And if we're looking at depression, it is, it is like standstill. Like I'm frozen. I'm, I'm like, mm. it's like literally my body's like, no, man, you're not making good moves right now. So we're not going to let you make any moves. You don't, you don't get to decide what to do right now. Cause you're not going to do anything. Because right now is reflection time. Yeah. So okay. the, the yeah. So the labeling I think uh, is is pretty big when you if you really talk about uh, mania or depression, you know, it, it does have a lot of power in, in how you um, how you term this. I think we just like to put labels on things. Yeah. And, um, I just want to say a few shout outs to a few people watching. Mary. She's, Hi, Mary. She's saying hello to both of us. Lynn is joining us from Manitoba. I know Hi, that. Lynn. <laughs> and Mary is coming back to watch on the replay because she's she's got to get her meditation on with transcendental meditation. Dude, go meditate. If you have to, like, this is recorded. If you have to go meditate, go meditate. Because I did that before we started. And I'll do it after, too, for 10 minutes. Wonderful. So meditation, obviously a really big component into your healing journey. Um. A component. A, I used to. Yes. I used. To, I used to say big. I used to say this is you know bigger. This is small. But it's just kind of like a lifestyle. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's just like brushing my teeth. Like I'm just mental. It's mental hygiene, right? So it's like, I'm gonna brush my I teeth. Like I'm gonna that. meditate with my mind. Mental hygiene. I like that. that. That's a great way of describing it. And it's interesting when um when I created the the topic of the show and it was mental wealth. I actually created like a, a little infographic. This is like a couple years ago. Yeah. How to heal depression and anxiety. And at the top it says Oh mind, mind wealth, health, my... body stealth, stealth spirit, spirit wealth. wealth. Yes. <laughs> I'm like so I pulled it out because yeah. it obviously was a sign. Yeah to look look at the components that I created and maybe you know share that with people but thank you for you know bringing that out but uh, so when you say depression I, I get that part and then you say manic but as you were talking I almost see it's like a big purge 
it is a big purge. This okay. is like a it's a it's a it's an energetic purge. It's a mental purge. It's a it like literally you physically like my physical my eyes are different when I'm depressed and when I'm manic. Like people can instantly like people that know me like my family they know they're like man you're just you know you're not you based on your eyes. So mm-hmm. like you have physical reactions. So it's it very much takes over not takes over but it affects your mind your body and your spirit. And they're saying in order to have a, well, apparently to have a manic episode, you need to be diagnosed three or more of the following symptoms. So you're having that inflated self-esteem or being very grandiose. Yeah. Less sleep, like feeling totally rested after three hours. Yes. Being more talkative. Yeah, nonstop. Tons of ideas. Just tons of ideas. Tons, tons all over the place on very goal directed activities, like just right into their work or their school. And that's all that matters. Or they're engaging in a lot of, well, they're saying, take my credit cards away because I'll just go crazy shopping, drinking, financial, just like you spend all your, you spend all your money. You, um, you know, you, I don't wear shoes. Um, I, you know, leave my clothes everywhere. I go out in nature uh, when I'm manic, like nonstop. I'm, you know, I'm religious and I'm not, and I'm, and I, and I believe I'm embodying, uh, you know, this deity or this, you know, uh, revered in, individual from a lifetime long, long ago. So it's, it is like, uh, it is like, uh, 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 mental labyrinth that I'm in, and it's not really a maze because a maze is like okay, a maze is like you know, there's one level to a maze, yeah. but to a labyrinth, it's like there's a riddles and there's like a maze on top of a maze on top of a maze, and it's just like multi-dimensional with lots of signs and symbolism along the way. Yeah, we'll go with multi-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> I I see I'm very you know I I see things when people are talking I can see the labyrinth and I'm like yeah. ooh and yeah okay so that's what came to my mind is is it also um called bipolar It's called bi it's bipolar but I just for me I never I I can I never felt right telling people I'm bipolar because mm. people wouldn't know that this is something that you know I work on for myself if I never told them that so it, it does change the way people kind of look at you. And yes. for me, it's like not because then people would say, oh, it's a mental illness. I just look at it like it's a mental misunderstanding. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to uh, deal with myself because people's take on what bipolar is, is like, oh, this person's up, this person's down, this person's angry. If this person's, you know, if this person says anything, not, not to take them seriously or her seriously because um, they're just bipolar where yeah. it's like, no, for me, I, uh, specifically it's I have if I go through a depressive uh, period and if I'm going over the past 15 years of my life the depressive uh, side uh, usually lingers uh, for a little you know like uh, six months to a year mm. and uh, and then for the mania it's two weeks to a month okay so, so but you figured in, out your pattern there's that pattern and in between that is just me it's like i'm not up or down and that's like three i got three or four years so um i yeah that's why i'm doing this chit chat with you right now because i got three or four years before this could potentially happen again so at least you have full awareness right you're not 
dismissing it. You're not avoiding it. You're not, um, what's the word? Um, Oh gosh. It by, like bypassing, which yeah, it's just ex- accepting it. I like I acceptance, full acceptance. And you know what? I, the greatest musicians and actors and whatever were bipolar, were yeah. depressed, had anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So and they were if beautiful, any, wonderful, you know, splendid beings. So, um, can I share something with you about, uh, when I was in my most depressed state to what I had accomplished after. Okay. Um, so um, the second time I went to the psych ward, uh, very quickly, I went on social media and yeah, like not only take away, like you said, take away credit cards, take away my social media whenever I go mad. So um, the second time it happened, uh, I went on social media and I was making some threats to like just drug dealers in general, or just people that were, you know, people I considered evil from my you know perspective at that manic time then i was taken to the psych ward by um i was i had a police escort there so uh they gave me the uh the psychiatrist at the time gave me an option of going to jail or potentially going to jail or taking this psychotic in or antipsychotic injection Mm. so um i took the antipsychotic injection and uh, very quickly, I was about 300 pounds. Um, and then um, I was 300 pounds, very, not just depressed, just like there's no, there's no, if you haven't, if you haven't been through it, describing it really doesn't begin to paint the picture because it's something that you've gone through and you understand and you get so for the people that have been there you understand what i say when i say that it is nothing you're just like swirling not even you're not even moving it's just like, you're just like zero point there's zero there's no pulse like, yeah you have no like you have no spiritual emotional mm-hmm. any kind of a pulse whatsoever you're just so i I was at that stage, um, was going to commit suicide, um, wrote the, wrote the letter, bought the rope, and then I didn't. And quickly, um, from that moment, because I know we have 45 minutes and I really want to talk about mental wealth too. So we can go at an hour. It don't matter. You just keep talking and thank God you're here because you're here for a reason. Thank you. So, so then when uh, I started to take care of myself, it was kind of, uh, it was, there's no other way to, I can describe it as like, I, I humbled myself. Mm. Like I, I, I just humbled myself and I just took uh, the opportunity um, to kind of start. We lost you for a minute. Like, where did you last hear me? I don't know. You must have, did you, are you on a phone or a computer? No, just, just from the computer, I can bring it closer. Well, something yeah. just, it, it's almost like you put a piece of paper over your microphone or something. It was weird. Oh, here, is that better? I just there moved we it go. Close. We got okay. him back. It's like he drifted away and then he came back. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. So um, from that point, of um, um, kind of turning my life around, 
I started to put up, uh, you know, I was, li- I was blessed to kind of live in my mom's, at my mom's blueberry farm in a trailer. So I, I started to put up inspirational quotes everywhere, started to journal, started to meditate, start because, uh, started to really experiment with everything. And this was like almost 10 years ago, uh, like, you know, aromatherapy, uh, chakra, tune-ups, um, that's, I just go on Google and I'm just like, sure, I'll try it. And I very quickly lost the weight. Um, uh, got my, got my zest back and then, um, started to make money again. Got a job at a fertilizer plant. Um, and then, uh, a friend of mine, uh, said he had an opportunity to work at a stucco company in Okotoks, Alberta. And, um, so this is for people who have been at the lowest points of their life that have come back. I went there on a Greyhound bus with a medicine ball. My friend Vanessa, will. she says that she remembers it, the story all the time where she's like, I remember seeing you just come to my doorstep with a medicine ball and a blue suitcase. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's all I had. I'm like $3,000 in my bank account. And all then, great stories start that way. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I very quickly uh, started to, um, I left stucco because honestly, I'm not a stucco guy. I just, I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know what it all entailed. So kudos to the people that do stucco. We need you. And you guys are vastly underpaid. (laughs) Um, um, Shout out to the stucco guys. Shout out to the stucco peeps. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I was given, um, I left that, got a job at uh, selling cars at Ford. Um, Did phenomenally well. I, I sold the most cars there after about four or five months which they said that doesn't happen for somebody that's new, which I credit that to like my new zest. I was just excited. I got to wear nice clothes. Like I just dressed up and I just, the community embraced me and I just fell in love with the community. So it was, you know, Okotoks is a small community. So a lot of referrals. And then um, I got an opportunity to be a general sales manager for a company in Calgary, um, developed a very strong skill set there, um, left, got my yoga certification, uh, started to put on festivals for the community. Started to do that every year called Yoga Tokes. Yoga Tokes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, so we uh, did that. This would have been our fifth year. Um, and then did that, started coaching, um, sales coaching entrepreneurs. Um, then went into life coaching, you know, uh, when I started teaching more yoga, started putting on community classes, started to MC open mics for adults and youth, put on business networking events on the short span of like when I really got into thick of it, like two and a half, three years. So from, and that didn't start till I was like after 30 for me. So I went from, I went from like, I went, I went from here to like not having, you know, anything to put on my resume to now like, hundreds of events and um, so many beautiful connections that I've made and um, experiences that I've had. And then, um, you know, coming to this point with mental wealth of now completely having no other uh, purpose in my life, but to build mental wealth and to continue where I left off because before the, before March, before we went into lockdown, uh, mode. Um, I had started mental wealth. Um, uh, you know, it all started with that video uh, that you watched. And then we started to, with the help of this phenomenal community and friends in Okotoks, we were able to, 
um, start 35 uh, events a month that either raised awareness for mental health, uh, supported one's mental well-being, um, and my, you know, the, the, the alpha omega of all the events is something that I never um, would have imagined would have such an impact, not only on the people that came, but myself were the mental wealth uh, gatherings that we had. So we would have, you know, traditional and non-traditional mental health professionals hold space for people within the community, anybody from a, a young kid to um, somebody who was 60 in their, in their, uh, and just coming together just to kind of express and share. And I consolidated all the local resources within the community to share with everybody. Uh, and we would just hold space and we started to build community. Then uh, COVID happened. I had a manic episode, um, had to move back to BC to be with my family. Um, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world, but financially I took a very big hit. Uh, because it was, I was still in like the nonprofit phase, mm-hmm. and I had started to move away um, from my coaching practice and got very heavily enveloped within uh, mental wealth, and was just on the cusp of starting to generate income, and then got hit with the double whammy of a lockdown and a manic episode. And we were actually supposed to have uh, this interview in April, I believe. Yes, I believe so. But you know what? Everything is in divine timing. And I just want to say hi to a few people. Sure. As well. Uh, Flory is saying. Hi, Flory. I love you, Flory. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. She was waiting. She was waiting to to say thank you for sharing your journey. Yeah. And thanks for joining us. Please share this out as well. Uh, Marsha, thank you so much for being vulnerable. Your spirit shows. Thanks, Marsha. It does. It does. They have, you know, uh, everyone has an aura. And 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 yours, you know, I, I see a lot of uh, blue in you. A lot of blue. Thank you. It's actually my favorite color. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, All right. So, yeah, you, you got hit. You got hit. Double got whammied. Hit, got again. hit with it. Yeah, again. But, you know, um, yeah, you know, okay. So I, I'm, I'm in the negative financially, um, came back, um, I'm at my mom's house, I'm 35 years old, I'm, you know, not married, I don't have any kids, but, you know, I got, and I'm just saying these things, but these things, you know, were in my mind when I was, you know, after the, after the manic episode, but I'm, I'm right now, I'm back into this, I'm back into me mode, I'm back into the mode where I'm like, you know, okay, so yes, I can pick up, dust off my shoulders and get back to work. Mm-hmm. pick up where I left off um, and um, get back to this point where I can, I can alongside my friends who believe in mental wealth, grow it and get to the point where um, we can have uh, offerings um, in not only Okotoks, but Abbotsford yes. where, I was, where I was born. So um, right now uh, I'm in the process. I'll, I'll be launching a GoFundMe soon. So I'll be raising about a hundred K um, to uh, start a, um, to be prepared for when these restrictions are lifted to start up a physical space in Okotoks and in Abbotsford and continue uh, where I left off with those classes and the offerings and to kind of really push home the message that this goal with mental health or mental wealth. Sorry, I get those two mixed up. Yeah, hey, I think they're it all rolls off the really. Tongue, right? They're so, all the same, really. Potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so to really uh, empower others to take action on bettering their mental health. So that's the that's the name of the game for mental wealth. Um, and I am looking at it. Um, I, I started this before this lockdown. I knew this was needed way before this ever happened because, uh, you know, the rate and, and, you know, like I said earlier, we are still so very much new with our understanding of mental health in general. Um, and I would say we're on the cusp and we're almost there of to making it culturally acceptable. I believe that I'm not, um, I don't believe there is a stigma because if I believe there's a stigma, then it'll just, it'll, 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 it'll influence my direction and, and the way I want to take it. I'm not going to fight. I'm not angry about the antipsychotic injections. I'm not angry at the medical system. I'm not angry, you know, at uh, anything that's ever happened to me in my life. The people that murdered Harry, the, the money that I lost, the, the friendships that were broken when I, when I go manic, the people that I don't see when I'm depressed, like the hurt, the pain, the feel. It absolutely, I've come to this point where I'm, I'm, I'm neutral. I am neutral with this because I understand that with, through this collective effort for all the people that work in the field of mental health, we are on the cusp of making this culturally acceptable so that we can importance it just like we do our spiritual and our physical health. In the 60s, uh, we had a big movement spiritually and people thought it was woo-woo and they're like, what the hell is all this hippy-dippy shit? I don't understand what's going on. And then all of a sudden, we have yoga studios on every corner. Same with physicality. Back before it was popularized, there were nobody was working out. Everybody was smoking cigarettes and not really paying attention to their health and drinking like it was going out of style. And now you can still do that, but now at least you work on your body. So now it's like physically acceptable. Men, women, you know, people that are non-binary, everyone is now taking a more of a deeper look at their physical and uh, their spiritual health, you know, and mental health is on the cusp of that. It, 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 it is, it's not something that, uh, that is going, um, it's not something that's going to disappoint anymore. As I say, there's been a lot of disappointment. No, it's uh, not ego based. Yes. That's the, that's what the disappointment has been. And that's why we're here. We finally realized that, that, that will not sustain us. It it's will not, not going to work. No. Not absolutely not. Wow, you got some big, big goals. So, um, how I guess how can we support you in what you're doing? So, what I'm going to do is uh, I will release the GoFundMe. It's been private. I've been sharing it with a few friends, and uh, just because I just didn't feel ready, I wasn't at that point uh, to push it forward. But I'm going to release it soon. So, um, it'll be a it'll not only will it be a um, opportunity for people to donate if they feel that this cause is something that they believe in but also um it's rewards based so i am a coach so i am a, a sales coach for entrepreneur donate to the cause and then receive sales coaching um and i have been teaching yoga classes here and there to my friends out in abbotsford so i'll be teaching uh drop-in yoga classes um coaching um as well as um grace uh, gratefully accepting any donations uh, mm. to the cause. Oh, that's that's wonderful, and we'll definitely share the links. And you know, when you're ready, of course, when it's ready to launch. And uh, Marsha, thank you again, Marsha. So excited! Your spirits are guiding you as you have so much to share and teach to others. 
Many are waiting to hear your message. Marcia, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's two comments now, Marcia. She is our cheerleader. Um, I love you, Marcia. I actually had the pleasure of, uh, she was part of my mentorship for four weeks. So yeah. she she's an amazing lady out of California. So <laughs> we love you, Marcia. Thank you so much. And uh, if anybody is ever, you know, struggling with depression, anxiety, bipolar, manic episodes, please share with us. Please reach out. Please get help. Let's all connect. We're here to support each other. You're not yes. alone. Wholeheartedly. Definitely. So where, um, I guess, where do you see, like, why do I keep, I keep feeling like there, is there maybe a men's group or a men's component to your work? Yeah, so uh, so I'll describe the thirty-five different classes we had. Okay. We had um, we had uh, yoga classes. Mm -hmm. We had meditation classes. Um, we had a men's group that just started, and uh, my friend Corey uh, in Okotoks just he 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 took over it when I I just kind of disappeared after my manic episode, and he's been doing such phenomenal things. It's so inspiring that they they've been meeting. They've been um, they've been online, very active online in the group, and uh, yeah, we we uh, you know I was I was because I was emceeing so many events, I had the opportunity to speak about it at these events as well, and really get the message out on mental health. And it was um, you know I looked at it as yes, there was a men's group, but there I realized. If I wanted to have um, a, as large of an impact as I felt that I could have, I, I, I needed to place myself in all these different realms, if you speak. So um, in the spiritual community, the arts, music community, um, the, um, the small business community, you know, I was, I was doing um, free uh, sales coaching. Like there were sales meetings and entrepreneurs would come and I was, you know, just giving um, uh, free guidance, but it, all had to do with the mind. It's the it's the mindset, you know. I that's what I that's what I mean when I say we're on the cusp of it being normalized because um, Olympic athletes have mind performance coaches. Um, you look at kings and queens of the old age, and they would have counselors guide them to make decisions. Even mobsters have consiglieres, you know, like they have people to confer with to make mm -hmm. decisions. Absolutely. So that's that's this muscle right here. That's your mind. So I knew that it did pertain to every kind of event that I was doing because um, people, you know, if you talk on in terms of success, um, they will tell you it's when they got their mind right. And when you get your mind right, then you can then you can go accomplish whatever it is that your heart desires. Yes, I, I truly believe that. And it's not about controlling your thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, waking up on the I used to say this, I waking up on the right side of your head. Yeah. You know, when they, yeah, <laughs> not the bed, but the your bed. head. Yeah. Like, how are we starting our day with intention, with gratitude, yeah. Yeah. feeling blessed, having joy, and in the small things um, yeah. as well? So, what, what, what do you have like a uh, a mental wealth routine? Yes, I do. So, okay. uh, um, I wake up, and my meditation is an extensive, Like, ex I don't think it's. You know, I'm just saying it's not extensive because I hear, you know, people you know spend quite some time on their meditation. For me, it's like a 10 minute, maybe 20 minute a day. Mm -hmm. um, I wake up, I sit there, 
I drink a, a liter of water and then I will kind of uh, sit there. I'll put on an OM chant for 10 minutes and I'll just close my eyes and I'll just steady my breathing. Um, I take out my journal and uh, I journal like I'm, I'm pretty good with my journal. I'm about like a 70% average for the week. Sometimes Yay, I don't. I so that. yeah, it's, it's got a good uh, B plus there. Um, and then uh, I'll just kind of like, uh, you know, journal out like what what am I what did I do yesterday just to kind of, um, you know, work on my memory, but also uh, uh, bring me into the present. So like, Vic, this is what you did yesterday. And this is what you got going on today. So kind of play personal assistant with myself. And then uh, uh, go to the gym, um, which is my, uh, it's another form of meditation for me to kind of get into that zone. Um, and that I would say is what I do uh, that is more structured and routine. Yes. But the uh, other thing I do is I uh, see a therapist every week now that I'm committed to that wasn't necessarily like a used to go to therapy before I mean, and you know I got to this point where I was just doing so much and helping so much all the time that I you know it is true you know those that you know if, if you're helping others and not yourself you're kind of I don't know there's there's got to be a saying in there somewhere but <laughs> it's, it's not good and uh so now I am seeing a therapist once a week um, yeah there, there is I, no stigma there is no um, stigma. It's like I'm I'm doing like a, a tune up. I'm a, a mental tune up. Absolutely, you tune up your car. Do you let it go yeah. to to you know to crap before you do something about it, yeah. or do you yeah. keep the maintenance? It's the maintenance. It's maintenance. It's just maintenance. Yes, it's maintenance. It keeps my mind so sharp, and it's just like I love it. And I um maintenance. 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 <laughs> so I'm doing all my maintenance. Um, and I um, what else do I do? I um i write a lot of like inspirational quotes yeah i do as well i find something i hold on to my little routine there yeah it's like your daily manifesto (laughs) yeah at first it didn't feel like anything when i was depressed i just like all right this is what you did before you kind of just wrote down quotes you put them up on the wall and then you know then you felt really good and like i swear to you for months it didn't feel like anything but now i just i feel them i just let them like permeate in the room and this room is just buzzing with good vibes now that's where Um, you are at soul level yeah yeah so that and and um uh the other thing i do i know there's a lot i probably mentioned but if i could say one thing to people that are listening it's just it's just just be truthful. Just tell the truth. Just tell, you know, not uh, yes to others, but more importantly to yourself. So when yes. I journal, I'm literally just trying to tell myself the truth as to how I feel, what I'm, what I'm planning on doing. And then there's like this acceptance and this wave of calm washes over me. And then I just go on with my day. So it's just be, just be truthful. It'll set you free, as they say. Yeah. You don't pretend to be anyone else because there's only one of you. Yeah. Right. I love that. And I bet your diet is good, though, too. Right. Like- it's 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 like uh, it's 80 percent. Yeah. Diet yeah. is uh, is a big thing, too. It's uh, it's 80 uh, percent. I would say I'm I'm a good, good, you know, good most of the time. Yeah, uh, I, We have cake, you know, it's yeah. all good. I, I, I just found if, if we're going to get like if we're going to get into it, I found for myself specifically, if I eat you know, four to five small meals a day. I've run like I I run so well, like Me mentally, too. physically. Me too. Yeah. Like I just break them up, and I'm just like I feel tip off. Yeah, that's part of the the body maintenance as well. Just yeah. keeping it going. So. Maintenance. 
Maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marsha's just saying thank you so much. And Flory's saying best coach ever. Help me find way and stand in my truth. I love you, oh, Flory. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up, but I, is there anything else you'd like to say or to share? Um, um, of course, I'm going to leave links so people can get a hold of you and follow your mental wealth campaign on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, uh, follow it. Um, within the next week, I'll release the, the GoFundMe. Um, I am a, a coach, so a sales coach for entrepreneurs, but also um, when it comes to uh, the life side of things, um, I'm a really good uh, listener and I, I guide from my own experience. So um, that's something you can reach out uh, to me for, um, which will go towards the GoFundMe, of course. And then um, other than that, I just wanted to say thank you, Christine, for letting me come on this platform and giving me the opportunity to kind of explain where I'm at. Because I made a post uh, to people on social media not too long ago, but I, I'm, I'm much better with my talkie talk than I am with my with my writing. So I, I feel uh, very grateful to the people that have been with me, uh, whether I've been manic, depressed, or just regular old me, um, my day one people, uh, my family, uh, and um, I am uh, hopeful that not only are we going to get through this, this lockdown um, uh, and build collectively, um, a society that is going to help and nurture all of us, but I am hopeful in myself. So, yeah, thanks. And that's all that matters. And we have complete faith in, in you. It's already done. Act yeah. like it's already, it, it's I'm already a, I'm been a, done for you. I'm like it right now. I'm just like, boom. That's right. Boom. Yeah. And I'm going to put you on the spot. What What are you reading right now? Because I love books. So. Uh, uh, these are the these are the two that I'm reading right now. Ooh, the Four Agreements and Think and Grow Rich. Nice, yeah. nice books. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, anyone that knows me, I'm well. I'm reading A Course in Miracles, the Bible, stuff like that yeah. right now. So, <laughs> yeah. But no, you know, normally I'm I'm reading some type of self help book. So. All right. Well, it was amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much, Christine. Yes. Thank you for, for showing up and showing us and, and exposing and being vulnerable. And that gives other people the, the freedom to speak their truth and vulnerability as well. And that's how we bridge connections with each other. And thank you for that. Thank you for all the work you've done. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, guys. Uh, I love you. You have an amazing week. If you have any comments, questions, leave them below, even on the replay. We're not going to leave you hanging. And uh, please remember, healing begins where the ego ends. Take care.